Hey everybody, welcome to the greatest movie never made podcast. Uh, doing a solo show today, I'm your host Tom. Uh, on our sister show, The Good, The Bad, and The uh, Nerdy Movie Podcast, we're about to be doing a series of Ridley Scott movies. And so I thought today would be a fun time to do an episode about one of the greatest movies never made that was developed by Ridley Scott. Now, if you know anything about Ridley Scott, he's famous for having lots of projects in the air. He's had a lot of different things in the air. To give an idea, he tried at one point to develop a Dune movie. He tried to develop several attempts to do Robin Hood movies, which, believe it or not, he later did a Robin Hood movie. But he initially had one called Nottingham, which was going to be the perspective of the sheriff in Nottingham. He also had a uh, crusade movie in the works that never happened, but he later wound up making Kingdom of Heaven, which is a crusade movie. Here's, however, one movie that he developed that he didn't get to make, but somebody finally else did. Interesting enough, he was not even the first one. He would have been the third version of this particular story. That would be in the mid-1990s, Ridley Scott developed a new version of I Am Legend. Now, what you're saying, wait a minute, wasn't Will Smith in the I Am Legend movie? Yes, he was. That was in 2007. In 1996... Ridley Scott started developing a project that almost happened, also based on I Am Legend, believe it or not. Now, before we get into uh, more about this, I should point out that I Am Legend was written by Richard Matheson and has been adapted several times as movies. First in the 1960s called The Last Man on Earth, starring Vincent Price, and then in the 70s as Omega Man, starring Charlton Heston. So... Now, the believe it or not, there wasn't an 80s version made of this story, but the basic concept is is something has happened, the earth is now wiped out, or at least humans are wiped out, now there are new creatures walking the earth, except for one man. The one man is either is the lone man left on earth. Now, in the Vincent Price version, it's zombies, and he is uh, basically trying, it's vampires, essentially, and he spends his days cultivating weapons to uh, and garlic to keep the vampires from killing him while he searches for a, what he hopes will be one more survivor. In Omega Man, it's a plague that turns uh, most of uh, um, humanity into these... Uh, I wouldn't call them zombies, but they're kind of like... They got pale skin. They can't be in sunlight. They're sort of vampire-esque, but they're kind of... They're way more... Hum- they have humanity. Like, the leader of their group can talk and so forth. Like, they're not... Cra- you know, they're not like savages. Now, in the uh, proper Matheson story, uh, the um, creatures are more kind of in between. It's, it, are they vampires? Or are they like kind of zombie things? Now, in the uh, Will Smith version, of course, it's a similar thing. A virus turns people into these kind of savage, monstrous things. And uh, once the, he's one of the few people who uh, had the actual cure, so he's one of the few survivors. As we find, and of course, in that one, it's set in New York City. Uh, you know, different versions set depending on the situation. If you've seen Omega Man, it's set in L.A. You can see Charlton Heston drive around uh, an abandoned L.A. Every day watching uh, Woodstock because that's the only movie they have. <laughs> he can just load up. You know, so that's a great little snapshot of what '70s uh, was like. And just as the Vince Price one's a great low-budget Roger Corman ass, you know, uh, horror film as well. So in the '80s, believe it or not, we didn't have a, another version of this in, in, in made. Uh, I think it was just the '80s that uh, idea wasn't really in the works. So we get to the mid '90s. Ridley Scott's an interesting period in his career. So. In the, you know, he'd made Alien, he'd made Blade Runner, he'd made Legend, and 
and you know all those had different kind of um, successes most of them weren't uh, alien big huge success blade runner you know famously as we'll get into another podcast had lots of behind the scenes problems so it wasn't a hit legend had a also complicated shoot so it wasn't it couldn't make money considering how much it cost to make but it's become a cult classic so then uh he kind of gets away from doing these elaborate films doing kind of more uh i wouldn't call them b movies more like lower budget films he does stuff like black rain he does thelma and louise which became a, pu- a pretty big cultural hit of 1991 that's one we'll also be covering soon on our podcast and then he kind of moves into some other uh, projects. Not as near success. For instance, uh, his 1492 Christopher Columbus movie. Not good. But oh, And also, I mean, let's be honest. A movie about Christopher Columbus is not a good thing to do these days. I think his, uh, his history has completely been finally uh, altered. Or, cor- or corrected a little bit. So, so anyway... Uh, Ridley Scott decides he wants to uh, develop something more uh, poppy, more uh, kind of uh, more darker, more uh, popular. Now, also around this time, he'd made movies like White Squall, which is uh, actually a pretty good disaster film. And he had in the works that uh, G.I. Jane coming up. So this was going to be his project that would be released after G.I. Jane was done. I am legend. Now, Ridley Scott is a pretty significant director, but by in this time and period of his career... You know, I'm sure movie studios are reluctant to give him huge budgets. He doesn't get basically a huge comeback until he makes Gladiator, which uh, you know essentially Steven Spielberg gave him a ton of money. Hey, go make this uh, sword and sandals epic. We back it, which he did. One best picture, made Russell Crowe a mega star, got him an Oscar, so forth. So it's interesting that this project didn't get back on the back burner. Uh, or it didn't get redeveloped later on, but admittedly, Ridley Scott became one of the busiest directors. If you look at the movies he made after he made Gladiator, constantly working, made about a movie every year and a half from that point on. Or in some cases, two movies a year. And, some, and I believe this year he has two movies ready to go, or at least one. But regardless, Ridley Scott, busy guy. Once he kind of passes a movie, he just goes on. So he wanted to make... A more literal version of I Am Legend. So, using the actual book title as opposed to Omega Man or Last Man on Earth. Now, when you're wondering, like, uh, who was going to be the star? Now, this is interesting. So, they often say, if you get a big movie star, it's easy to get your movie financed. He had lined up probably one of the biggest movie stars, period. And this is actually the second attempt they had to get a movie going. For instance, as I brought up his Crusade movie, the same as he wound up making in Kingdom of Heaven. He had another Crusade project, which he uh, abandoned and then slowly developed into Kingdom of Heaven. Starring, it was going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was going to be a German knight on a crusade. Pretty cool idea, really, for Arnold Schwarzenegger specifically. That movie was believed to be too expensive, over $100 million in mid-1990s dollars. So it didn't happen. This one was going to be kind of similar expense, and it was also going to star Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now, in 1991, Arnold Schwarzenegger stars in Terminator 2. It's one of the biggest and most influential films of that decade, and it's still considered a modern classic. So, of course, you want, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger should be easy, uh, easy, no problem. Unfortunately, Arnold then made uh, Last Action Year, which was not a hit. After Last Action Hero flopped, 
He uh, didn't follow up with True Lies, a big hit. Uh, then he, he also made such track like uh, Junior and Jingle All the Way. So his career was all over the place. For instance, for every time he made, you know, he'd make a really great movie, then he'd make a racer. So Arnold, unfortunately, by this point is developing, cannot push for a budget that big. So now I, I think something we should point out by the time you get to 2005, you know. Lord of the Rings has happened. CGI effects have gotten so much better. You can build massive uh, battles with a lot less uh, actual sets and you know effect. You know, the effects budget can be streamlined differently. Now, what Ridley Scott intended apparently for I Am Legend was going to be pretty epic. It was going to be very expensive. It was going to be, I, now, I've read a couple ideas. One, they were going to build replica sets of like New York City. And work on it from there. Then I heard other tops that the monster makeup was pretty elaborate. Like either, you know, now if you've seen I Am Legend, the Will Smith version, you know they're, they're mostly CGI monsters. They're, you know, that that one of the only the biggest problem with that movie is the creatures themselves are not that you know impressive. So my understanding, and I've heard different stories, and I've looked in some. You know, I've heard Rob Bottom, the uh, great. Um, uh, monster uh, makeup guy had developed some pretty interesting ideas. You know, they were going to be kind of feral, uh, vampire-esque, but maybe not vampires. I've heard different takes, like they were going to have like um, like boils or something. Pretty expensive stuff. But if they pulled off right, it would have been good. So one of the downsides is, you know, when you do a movie like this, you've got to have you know, a decent amount of makeup effect crew people to do this kind of thing. Now, sometimes these guys will work, you know, are pretty tight budget, and it should be pointed out, if you know anything about, say, the movie Thriller, I mean, the music video Thriller, it was one of the sequence things mostly just for the makeup effects. They put a lot of money into making those makeup effects, and you see it. Yeah, they're fantastic work. Yeah, a great movie that has really good makeup monster effects costs a lot, because to build that stuff takes a lot of time, and is not cheap. So Scott had apparently wanted these very realistic, you know, actual put real people in these really dark, messed up monster outfits, which got him credit. I would definitely agree with because you know I've always said the problem with I Am Legend, the Will Smith version, is the you know they just I don't think those monsters are uh, uh, an issue. So he had that plan. Of course, then the other issue is like, how do you do an abandoned New York City? You know, Tom Cruise famously to do a shot where he had uh, Times Square uh, completely abandoned for, you know, Vanilla Sky required the whole city to be, that area to be closed down for an hour and a half at like Sunday morning, one of the slowest times of the year, and it was expensive to set up. Uh, now, I believe when they shot I Am Legend, they simply took some of the leftover footage and then just CGI'd it. So when he was driving around, you know, abandoned Times Square, it was literally, you know, him in a uh, blue screen. And, you know, some of it looks pretty cool, some of it doesn't. Ridley Scott either wanted to shoot it where they would shut down parts of New York City. Now, New York City in the late 90s is you know, pretty big deal. That's not something you can just pull off easy. Like I said, Tom Cruise got like two hours, basically. And it was pretty expensive. Ridley Scott and Arnold Schwarzenegger probably wouldn't have been able to get that pulled off. So I've heard also they discussed the idea of building, you know, a nice set that would be a scale replica of Times Square. Now the question then becomes, 
would that work? Would that be a good idea? Who knows? I'm definitely in the... Let's. I would love to see what the pre-production plans would have had. My understanding, most of the script was basically used, though, in the um, um, Will Smith version. So, the question then becomes, is like, so, who would you prefer star in this film? Will Smith, of course, by the you know, mid-90s, is one of the biggest stars also. He's made, you know, Independence Day, he's made Men in Black. So, Will Smith probably could have gotten this going better than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, in by 1997 is playing Mr. Freeze. Now, granted, he got paid $25 million to play Mr. Freeze, but as we've talked about on this podcast, if you haven't listened to the uh, the Good, the Bad, and the Nerdy podcast on Batman and Robin, you know it's not a... It's one of the worst things, decisions ever. So, my take would be... Okay, so Arnold is essentially doing, I guess, the Charlton Heston take on this. Is, you know... So, so the question is would he be a scientist or would he be a military guy or would it be more like the Vincent Price he's just the lone guy who by luck survived I don't know I you know, I definitely think if you're going to have him it's then you got to tweak you know, is he going to try to do his accent or they're going to say oh well he moved here and became a military guy he's a scientist originally you know I, I'm sure they'd have to tweak it for Arnold's Arnoldness And once you know, by the late '90s, that kind of thing becomes an issue. You know, audiences just don't want to buy into that. They like the idea of like special forces commando Arnold in the '80s, but by mid '90s, not so much. Yeah, and then there comes the question: Do you have battle sequences where Arnold's fighting off all the uh, monsters, or is he just cha- or is it more of a scary chase sequences? If it adheres more to say the uh, Will Smith script or the Will Smith version, the action's more about chasing than it is uh, fighting. I don't know if that's something you want to have Arnold in a situation where he's constantly on the run when you could instead have Arnold basically do a Terminator bit. So my question being, you know, what was going to work, what wasn't going to work, and of course, you know, as it came out, the cost of this film got higher and higher and higher as they were trying to get this planned out. And of course, Arnold himself would want a pretty big, you know, pay rate. I've heard one of the final issues that put the nail in the coffin was that it was going to cost over, you know, Arnold was going to get like twenty million for this film or twenty-five million. I don't really know. Now, of course. I think the idea is this would have been a bigger hit in Europe or in Asia, although the Asian market hadn't been open to China yet, so I don't really know. I know they, I think the idea was it was going to definitely get do better in Asia or at least in Europe just for certain tweaks and so forth like that. So maybe if they'd gone with it, who knows? Now, of course, if it happened and the movie hadn't done well, we definitely would have gotten Gladiator, so let's. Let's take it as this is a good thing that this didn't happen. Should we point out, you know, Ridley Scott didn't try to go back to this. You know, there have been several projects. If you read, he tried later to make something that didn't get happen. So I think we can say that Scott probably realized as he was developing this, this movie was not going to work. I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to put any more effort in this. I still would have been very curious. Now, I've also read they were going to shoot it in, out in Austin, Texas. So I don't know. Maybe they weren't going to do it in New York City. Maybe they're going to do it in, like, the the desert. Now, that would have been neat. I actually do like that idea. But at the same time, then you have a movie like 
John Carpenter's Vampires, which is a Texas vampire movie, and you also have From Dust Till Dawn, which is a Texas, you know, a uh, Mexican vampire movie. You've got this kind of stuff's been done before, so I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe they were still going to build like big sets of like New York City in Austin, Texas. I, my, you know, back then Austin was apparently a big mecca for uh, cheaper shooting, so maybe that was the plan. I, once again, I don't know. But what we do know is that. Uh, um, you know, Ridley Scott almost made I Am Legend. It was going to start on Schwarzenegger. Was it going to be the greatest movie ever made? I don't know. But I'm hoping if you enjoyed this, you'll uh, like. You know, please like us review on our podcast. Uh, whatever uh, option you're listening to, you know, we've got a wide variety of people listening. Also, hit us up on our Facebook group, Fans of Good, Bad, Nerdy Movie Podcast. That's of course where our main our main show uh, group is. And uh, please hit us on Twitter, um, Good Bad Nerdy Movie Pod. Please, if you like the show, check us out. I hope. And if you, uh, if your fans, please, if you have friends who are looking for something new, listen, tell them about us. The more we get our listeners, the better. Anyway, my name is Tom. I hope you have a good time, and thanks again for listening. <laughs>